right, I've pressed record, Lisa, because you know what that means. What does it mean? It means we're pressing record. Cool. <laughs> we are recording our podcast, which is called Playing Devil's Avocado. Yeah. I am one of the hosts. My yes. name is Claire Isaac. You are the other host. Your name That's is right. Lisa Sinclair. That's right. Um, which episode is it? This is episode I don't know, according to you. <laughs> it is episode 11 in the real world, I believe. Because <laughs> I do. what we do is we, we're very high tech, so we do a shared Google Doc, don't we? And we then do. we use on it. And usually you do it and say it's episode blah blah season blah blah and this week I did it and I didn't and I just put episode I don't know yeah. I've got a, I wouldn't have a clue <laughs> I wouldn't have got a clue I <laughs> don't know what day it is um, but luckily I do and it is Monday we're recording this for Thursday we have lots of fun things today we have a massive culture club we've got club. some stuff about what you should know about your partner early oh, yeah, on early one. on in your relationship I like this yeah I did too and yeah. I, I know I kind know of most of the answers did you do it? yeah then we've got some beauty yeah. spot, beauty spot, beauty spot. We've got a big question, which is sort of beauty spot related, actually. We've is, yeah. got some what hurts now. What hurts now? And more conversations about air fries, because you know what yeah. is everything we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. I'm going to calm it down a little and start with some culture. Slow down. Club. Why don't you slow it down, but then people can listen to us at, like, times two. Oh, times 1.25. Yes, true. Okay, well, we're going to do some culture club. Culture club. (laughs) Speed it up and that will sound normal. Um, We've both been reading the same book this week. We have. Which is unusual for us. Yes. So it's it's Lessons lessons in in Chemistry. Lessons in Chemistry. Lessons in Chemistry. By Bonnie By Garmus. Garmus. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, I'm really enjoying it. Are you? Have you enjoyed it? Uh, did you enjoy it? I'm about halfway through, very much enjoying it. Um, it reminds me a little bit of um, having just watched Julia, oh, yeah. which is about a TV cook. Yeah. It's sort of it, so. I'm a little bit sort of a TV cook overload. That's the only, but that's right. only because I watched Julia. Right. But would you like to explain what it's about? Well, it's about a woman in the 60s who is a chemist, as in a chemistry person, not as in works in um, Priceline. And yeah, not an ad. she becomes a TV chef, a TV cook. She gets her own TV show. That is where I'm up to. So. Yes. Um, I cannot explain much more than that, but at the no. but it's a lovely, fun, quirky story about a woman and her husband. Um, when you meet her, she's sort of um, moving her way up this sort of chemistry lab um, and meets a man who she falls in love with who is a rower. And there's some really funny stuff about rowing and about their relationship which they sort of try and hide and all that kind of stuff and it's just really quirky at the start so I really yes. liked that and it's and it's quite feisty about feminism isn't yeah. it and women and yeah. women's place in society yeah, yeah. especially at that time um, yeah, it's an American I can't, book I can't tell you what happens after that because I'm not up to anything else yet. no me neither but it's really well written and very mm. sweet and I, there's yes. sort of lo- lovely things like they have this dog called 630 and yes. he and so a lot of it's in the, it's about from inside his head as well, which is kind of cute and quirky as well. So I enjoyed that too because of yes. course I like to make my cat have thoughts and feelings. Yes, 
of course. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't? Yes. Who wouldn't? Yes. Um, yes, I was reading it and enjoying it, and then I thought, I'll just have a look at the Palace Papers, <laughs> yeah, right. um, which is the Tina Brown book about the royal family, yes. and I, that's just consumed me. Consume yeah. me the whole weekend. It's yeah. so good. I just downloaded um, it to read it myself the other oh, day. Did you? I decided I had to finish one book first, even though I know yeah. this is more important. It's not more important, but it just, she writes so brilliantly. Did you read the Diana Chronicles? I read, yeah, I read some of it. I love Tina Brown's writing. I love the yeah. way she, and she's just so, she's so well connected as well. Like she she's is. Just, you know, she knows She so was the editor of um, Vanity, Vanity Fair, Fair yeah. and Tatler in the UK before that. And she was married to Sir Harold Evans, who was the editor of the Times. And she just knows bloody everyone. And she sort of hung out with Diana a bit and she name drops all over the place. And, I've just, even though I know a lot of it, um, because obviously I've covered the royals for so long um, on newspapers and magazines, it, it's so great to be reminded of it. And I've been like, there's one, uh, there's one anecdote, and she was saying how when Charles goes to visit friends in their country houses mm. around the UK, a truck arrives the day before, and it's got a new toilet seat, mm. it's got his clothes. It's got um, paintings that they will then go and take the paintings down in the room he's staying in and put his paintings up. Oh, my God. And <laughs> when he comes down so for dinner, yeah. one of his equeries will have made him his martini and will serve it to him in his glass. I want an that equerie to do that. Him. And it's when you're reading stuff like that, your, your head just explodes. You're just... You cannot believe that someone is carrying on like this in twin, in, in the modern world. It just blows your mind. It's funny, isn't and he's, it? he's going to be king. And it's like, it's so ridiculous. Once upon a time, a long time ago, I worked for a certain media magnate, not an Australian yes. man, an English man, who shall remain nameless, but was notorious for having kind of similar habits like that. Like you had to give him a banana on a plate, <laughs> a silver plate, at 11am every day and so we had people like running around in circles they want a particular kind of oat cake and a particular kind of smoked salmon and it was real. it was like I can't believe people are you know behaving like, that. On. <laughs> like yeah. that and that was 10 years yeah. ago and that wasn't even the royal so you can only imagine my god my god brilliant. and it's so amazing brilliant. so it basically it sort of picks the, the Diana Chronicles was just which is again you if you're interested at all, you should read it. It's amazing. Mm. So in-depth. Um, makes you so angry about how Diana was treated. But then this book, it, it, you know, they go through the whole Camilla thing and Charles, but she touches on all the royals. I'm not even up to Meghan and Harry yet, yeah. and I'm just completely obsessed. Yeah. The Wills and Kate stuff is really interesting as well. You're reminded, like, Wills was quite awful to Kate. Um, oh, Waity Katie. When waity Katie. Waity Katie, yeah. Yes, Um and then she's. Um, I'm actually just onto the Andrew chapter mm. with the whole Epstein thing. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. If you love the royals, or you or you love the crown, she writes in such a conversational way that you just keep turning the page. You right. just it can't feels get like, of it. It feels like fiction, but actually it's real, which is sort of half the yeah. The fun. I mean, you better. wonder how you get some of that stuff through the lawyers, don't you? Yes. I mean, I, mean, I think it's some of those stories are enough to bring down the monarchy. Mm. If if if. I can't believe no one's picked up on that stuff about you know the truck coming up to the up to the house, and maybe it's because it's already everyone's already known that. Well, maybe people just imagine that, and maybe in the UK, yeah. like, because we're so far removed from the royals, and even though you grew up with that as your 
you know, the background to your growing up as an English kid, I guess you sort of forget it's not, we're not in that high society. We don't see that all the time. You know, we're not sort of... I think in the UK they don't care, actually. Probably. They're just like, it royals are idiots. Yeah. Right. They literally don't care. Bless them. <laughs> and don't sue yeah. us. We love you, really. Or oh, do we? I don't know. Um, and then you've been watching something that one of the PDAs recommended. Yes, and I'm really sorry. I can't remember who it was, but um, the PDA group, which is our Facebook group, mm. um, someone said life was really good and it's a tv a bbc tv drama and i started watching it on abc and then it sort of disappeared but then i found the whole thing on stan and it's only about six or eight episodes and it's did you ever watch dr foster um no um so dr foster is about a female gp who discovers her husband's having an affair and she completely unravels and he's having an affair with um not Jodie, but someone played by Jodie Comer, who's now Killing Eve, obviously. Right, right. Um, and she's brilliant in it. She's such a snarky bitch in it. Um, so that Dr. Foster is brilliant. If you haven't watched that, you should go and watch definitely the first season. It, it's so compulsive viewing. And anyway, in Dr. Foster, the neighbour is a terrible alcoholic and um, she runs away, spoiler alert. Anyway, so this show fe- features her and it's about... Um, an older couple who have this enormous house that they split into flats and it's about all the people who live in the flats and how their lives can join and we've got births and we've got weddings and we've got deaths and and it's just one of those really good English dramas where they explore everything and then what I really liked about it was Alison Steadman who's the older lady who's a brilliant actress um, she basically is 70 years old and she wants to leave her husband at 70. Oh, how fast. And they, it's really fantastic. <laughs> they really explore that side of things, which is quite unusual. Um, so, yeah, very much enjoyed that. Okay. So thank you, whoever recommended it. Yeah, I can't remember who it was either, but we, we love so, you and we take thanks. notice. <laughs> You're amazing. We listen. Um, I, have, I went to the movies and I saw yes. How to Please a Woman. Yes. Which is an Aussie film. It's got Tasma Walton in it. It's got yes. English actress Sally Thingo Phillips. in it, Phillips in it, who you would yep. recognise from lots of chick flicks and lots of English TV shows. Bridget Jones. Yeah, yeah. Beep. Yeah. And she, and it's got Eric Thompson in it, who is like yep. one of my secret male crushes oh, of Australian yes. TV. <laughs> yes. For some reason. Um, yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's sort of got like lots of faces from Australian movies and TV that you all have seen over the years. And it's a... A strange movie because it's about a woman who um, starts a cleaning agency with a side of male prostitution so that you can um, get your house cleaned and then also have sex with your male cleaner. (laughs) It's not really a spoiler because that's sort of the whole premise of the whole movie. Um, And it's, you know, and hilarity ensues. Um, I feel like it misses the mark a lot of the time, but it's actually very sweet. And and I found it a little bit depressing, I must say, because every single woman in the in the movie was unhappy in their marriage or relationship or lonely or having bad sex. And so I found it really like, oh God, are we all just our lives are so tragic. But I also really enjoyed it for the sort of humour and the fact that pretty much probably most people do have something wrong with their relationships or you know it was probably maybe a little bit close to the bone not for me but just for everybody you know what I mean I don't know it was a weird but there's amazing scene with Eric Thompson which is probably one of the best sex scenes 
I have ever Ooh. seen. And I don't want to spoil Ooh. it, but you'll know okay. it when you see it. It's very, very funny. And he is just adorable in this movie. Honestly, if you love him, you should see it for that alone. So I'd give it right. like a, I'd give it a six or seven popcorns out of ten. Okay. Um, which is also fine, you know, like it's not bad. Not, not bad. Um, and then I also watched a really terrible show, but I'm going to say it's worth watching just because it was a, such a good salve for what ails us. The Pentaveret, which is the oh, Mike Myers show. It is I'm so it. fucking stupid. So stupid. But and but... I think he's been criticised for being, you know, where is Mike Myers been for the last 20 years? Nothing, you know, life has moved on from these silly jokes and stuff. But it has. But then also when you're watching them and you're shaking your head and kind of going, oh, my God, this is so dumb. It's also really heartwarming and lovely. It's about... A, a group of five um, world leaders who... Secret. Yeah, who, who work in secret. Um, and what he plays all of them, apart from the fifth one, who um, is being... Um, uh, recruited. Yeah, recruited. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and he, he plays this fantastic Australian media baron who is very yes. Barry Humphreys. <laughs> um and it's just so fabulous like it's obviously modeled on Rupert and and all of um Barry Humphrey's characters sort of rolled into one he's just a horrible horrible Australian um but he just does it so well um and it's just got lots it's got Jennifer Saunders in it and it's just it's just like it's honestly yes, I didn't sheer, realize it was her for about three episodes sheer escapism and stupidity and if you loved so I married an axe murderer or Wayne's World or um you know what you call it um Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Then don't expect him to have moved on from any of those films but just enjoy it for what it is. Mm. I love Austin Powers. Yeah. And I, I will too. if it's on I will still watch it. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous, and we're. I am watching Pentaveret, and even the opening credits make me laugh because they're so stupid. And um, the whole, th- honestly, if you just want to watch twenty three minutes of nonsense, which yeah. sometimes you do, yeah, perfect. I say go for perfect, it. Perfect, yeah. On Netflix, it's on Netflix, and it really is the yeah. silliest thing you'll watch all year. All right, let's do something now, something different. Let's talk about relationships. Oh, okay. So um, you sent this story to me. Yes. And it's a fascinating story indeed about the things you should know about your partner. Yes, by a therapist mm. from Portland, Oregon called Jeff Gunter. <laughs> and Jeff, Jeff Gunter, has come up with this list of things that you should know about your partner within six months. Yes. Um, so I obviously did it on my partner. Yes. We did it on each other. <laughs> as it were. Um, as it were. Are we going to read all 15 out? or Might just as well. Some we can do them. We can do them. Whiz quickly. through. Shall yeah. I whiz through? Yeah, whiz through. Um, it was actually quite good to do. It was a good reminder that, um, you know, sometimes you've got to keep asking, haven't you? Ask mm. questions. Mm. Mm. So these questions include, how do they want to celebrate their birthday? Mm-hmm. How much alone time, if any, do they need? Yes. What's their favourite food? Mm, what did you say? Um, I think we talked about Italian food. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What turns them on and gets them in the mood? Ooh. Ooh. I won't ask How you. long? <laughs> no. How long do they need to get ready and head out the door? Oh, at least an hour. 
both of us. Elite, yes. Mm-hmm. What's their favourite TV show, movie and band? That was mm-hmm. quite a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can tell you that. What's their most controversial take? Ooh, okay. Oh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Who is their best friend and why? Mm-hmm. What family member triggers Ooh. them the most? Oh, yes. That I was amazing. Yes. Yeah. What will instantly make them laugh? Right. Me. What's their biggest... Yeah. What's their biggest insecurity? Ooh, that was a hard yes. one. That was a hard one. Mm. Well, I think it's, it's also one of those things where you don't want to say to the other person, I know what it is, because <laughs> that would just yeah, make you feel even more secu- insecure. Exactly. <laughs> What's the best way to support them when they're stressed or upset? That was a nice oh, one. That's lovely. What do they ultimately want from this relationship? What do they allow themselves to financially splurge on? And what's their biggest guilty pleasure? Mm. I think they're all quite good questions. I think they are too. I think they are Mm. very good. And I actually, like, he goes into a bit of detail about why you need to know some of the answers to those questions. And it makes sense. Like, you need to know what triggers them for various things, especially in family situations and all that kind of stuff. But it's also really um, telling. If you don't know what someone wants to do for their birthday, for example, and you plan a surprise party... (laughs) Yes. Or something, you know, and that's the thing that they hate the most in the world. You're not going to last very long, are you? No. Um, did you do these with your I haven't. No, I haven't. Because my, oh, you must. My, you husband, must. my husband hasn't been very available of late because he's very oh. busy. But I will get to this and I will let you know my answers. Yeah, it's quite, I think it's quite enlightening. I mean, a lot of it wasn't, but some of it was you know, good reminder. I particularly like the what's the best way to support them when they're stressed or upset. Mm. Well, that was a really good one. Yes. 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 I'm trying to think now. And what do they ultimately want from this relationship? Probably for you to not ask them these questions, I would suggest. Don't ask me stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some cleaning hacks. Did we have, like, I, I feel like we should have a, um, did we have a clean... Yeah. I think we did like household hinty tips or something, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, but I don't know if it was household yeah. hinty tips. But um, this is a story. This is some stuff about cleaning. Now, yes. for all you people who say we're boring, <laughs> I, <think laughs> Please no. just, I just keep getting fed stories about cleaning and budgeting in my Facebook feed. Um, yeah, it's because so we look at them, isn't it? Probably, mm. yes. And then the more they come through, the more I look at them. Yeah. Oh, honestly, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. So the first thing was um, something that I saw in the Daily Mail, which was the six cleaning products that aren't worth your money. Yeah. One, one of them you agree with, and I know you do. I mean, yes. some of the, probably more than one, but this particular one really got my goat because they yes. said it's robot vacuum cleaners. Totally agree. I've used mine twice. <laughs> See, I use mine all the time, and I think he's fabulous. But you mm. do have to empty him very mm. often because he doesn't have a huge amount of suction mm. and not a very big place to put all your dirt. Biggest waste of time and money I've uh, ever spent. I don't agree. I don't agree. I actually no. think they're good. But anyway, that's okay. fine. They well, also say a multi-purpose... Not according to the Daily Mail, Claire. That's right. They also say you don't need a different multi-purpose spray for every room. One multi-purpose spray will do. Well, I'm a big co-lover. Yes, well, that makes sense then, doesn't it? That is... Yes, so, yes I like that, yes. Mm-hmm. You don't need floor cleaner? Well, the only thing I would say is I use... You know, koala floor cleaner and it smells mm. lovely. Yeah, it does smell nice. Yeah. I do feel like my... I've got bamboo floors and sometimes those kind of floor cleaners make your floor sticky. So I oh, can okay. kind of understand why you wouldn't want them. 
a commercial right. dishwasher cleaner. You don't need that. You can just use some vinegar or whatever to clean out your dishwasher. I don't have a dishwasher. Oh, all right. Um, flushable wipes, I wouldn't no. really have them anyway because that's bad. Dreadful. Kills Dreadful mortis. And fabric softeners, which I think we've spoken about before because yes. they just like putting oil in your washing and that's why everything feels nice and soft. Don't yes. bother with those. Don't just bother. Put some essential oils in or something, watered down, obviously. You don't want oil all over. Or just clean them and hang them out to dry. A bit of vinegar. Who's wonders? Bob's your auntie. Yeah. But then you had a story, Lisa. I did. About things that you're doing wrong with cleaning. Yes. So this came from the SMH. Well, actually, it's the New York Times via the Sydney Morning Herald. And the headline was, You're Cleaning All Wrong, A Science-Based Guide for Fellow Germaphobes. Mm. And I loved this line in it. It said, so it says, Cleaning removes things, dirt, crumbs, germs, dog hair, from surfaces disinfecting kills things typically viruses and bacteria right so cleaning is something you might want to do regularly but disinfecting we you don't need to disinfect all the time we've all gone a bit crazy about it because of covid not necessary don't need to you don't need to disinfect your count your tape you know your tabletops yeah. why just because you've spilt some oh um, i see what you mean right it's crumbs. coffee or something you just wash it right just wash it right um, and the reason is because certain disinfectants, known as quats, found in many popular household cleaning products, they increase the risk of antibiotic resistance, which having had my antibiotics last week, and I'm now like, oh, my God, super drugs. Like, <laughs> I don't want antibiotic resistance. I want, when I need them, I want them to work. Yeah, Claire. fair enough, fair enough too. Yes. Um, and the story also says to use disinfectants wisely because you're probably disinfecting all wrong. Most people spray it on a surface and then immediately wipe it off. You need to leave it on there so the chemical has a chance to disinfect. You know what? There that, you go. You look. You say that to me and it makes perfect yeah. sense. But have I ever done yeah. that? No. No. No, but you should. I will from now on. You've got to let it sit long enough for it to work. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's my little cleaning. That's my handy hinty hint handy tips. Handy hints. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I feel like we do do a lot of cleaning things, but then I actually think that I'm really interested in cleaning, so, so I don't mind. And you know what? It's our podcast. Actually, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> that. so if you don't like it, don't listen. All right, let's do some beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty, beauty spot, spot, beauty spot. This is an interesting story. I read it and thought, oh, for God's sake, don't be ridiculous. So that's a good start, isn't it? Um, the headline to the story is, can you put on makeup with a sheet of cling film, which is cling wrap in Australia? And it yeah. is, uh, what you do is you carry an emergency face of makeup by putting it on to a sheet of cling wrap, folding it up, putting it in your pocket. And then when you need it, you put it back on. Now, that is this is a TikTok trend. Yeah. This is real. Right, so when you are taking one of those tiny weeny little handbags out for the night, and you can't you can't put your foundation and your powder and your mascara in there, or whatever, what you do, Lisa, and I can imagine you, mm. do, I can see you doing this. Mm. You take really? a piece of cling wrap, really? double the size of your face, and you put it over your face, mm. right? So mm. you can breathe. Though you, you leave it open at the bottom so that you can breathe. Then you put your makeup on it. So you right. just put your face and makeup on but you're mm -hmm. putting it onto the cling wrap, right? I see. 
Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Including yes. lipstick, blush. Just put it where you'd you know normally mm-hmm. do it, and then what sh- what you should see is your normal face of makeup, but on this piece of cling wrap. I see. Then yes. you take the cling wrap off, Lisa. Yes. Fold it in half, pop it in your bag. Right. When you need to freshen your makeup up again, mm-hmm. take it out of your bag, turn it over so the makeup bit's facing you, put it on your mm-hmm. face, and the cosmetics should just transfer to the bits of your face where you need it. And you were left... My stupid ever. <laughs> like, you might need to, you know, have a bit of a play with the positioning. <laughs> and obviously, you can't put mascara on it. But, like, found it, I actually think it's a genius idea. I didn't have time to try it. It's not foolproof, I don't think. But I reckon it would work in a, in a pinch. I just couldn't justify throwing another piece of plastic out right. onto the mountains of... Landfill. What about a lovely bit of baking paper? <laughs> <laughs> baking paper? That's fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> Imagine. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle in the toilets and then... Yeah. I think people need to get a effing life. I do think it's very funny that these are the things that people, like, try. Yes. Someone decided, you know what I think I might do? I might put on all of it's my makeup a- onto a bit of cling wrap and then just see if I can put that back onto my face i mean i just take a tiny little powder a bit of concealer and hope for the best if i'm going out and you know what if my makeup if my bag can't carry it get a bigger bag bag. (laughs) get a bigger bag speaking of beauty things though yes big question big question about beauty yeah well specifically about hairdressers Mm. and or nail salons slash massage places slash mm. pedicurists slash beauticians. Mm-hmm. And my question to you is this. If you could have a silent salon, would you? Mm. So this is about not talking to the person who's giving you the treatment. Performing the, the service, yeah. yeah. So there's a there's a movement towards mm. people asking you if you want silence or whether you want to chat. What do you think about that? I thought that it was very rude to ask for the silent treatment, but then I read your story, Claire, and actually everyone seems fine with it as long as it's asked in a polite way. Mm. And apparently you can just ring up and say, look, I just really need a quiet hour. Can mm. you ask them not, not to talk to me? Mm. I think if well, someone... So if you say, shut the fuck up, that's not going to cut it? That's not going to cut it. Right, okay. Um, I think, though, the way life is at the moment, sometimes people just really just want to sit there and just not say anything or talk to anyone. Or So I sort of understand it, but at the same time, I think these um, treatments are so personal that to not engage with the person feels very rude. Yeah. Oh, I can see a cat climbing up your door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the background of your of our Skype call, I can yeah. see a small cat climbing yeah, up the door. Oh, she's now opening the door. Oh, no, that's a husband that's now coming to get said cat. Oh, it's all happening. It's all happening in your house. Um, I think, right, so, like, basically, if I'm at the hairdressers, I kind of expect to sign up for a bit of chat. I, like, I love my yeah. hairdresser. I've been to the same hairdresser for years. I also don't like sitting there 
in silence, but I will have my laptop if I'm doing work or something, and that will help if you need a bit of silence. If I'm having yeah. a massage, don't fucking talk to no. me. I want to relax. No. I want to wake myself up with my own snoring. Yes, dribbling, <laughs> and pretend that I wasn't asleep. Um, and I go out of my way to pay for that service, so you know. But yeah. they do say if you want to ask for the silent treatment, there are things you can do. You can take comfort in the request popularity. So basically, more and more people are asking for it. So you shouldn't feel concerned if you don't. If you're worried about asking for it, you can, as long as, as you say, you're polite about it. Um, you can call, as you said as well, book an appointment and say on the phone, can I just have, you know, as quiet a time of it as possible, send a message, or you can, if they do a questionnaire, which is what this story is saying, that some salons now do a questionnaire about whether you'd like silence, you can choose silence. You can be honest and say, look, I'm just knackered. I just need to sit here in silence and stare at my phone or listen to a podcast or whatever. And don't feel guilty. You're paying you're paying. You're a client. Yeah. You're allowed to. So and it, it, someone else in the story was saying that it's because people got sick and tired of everyone going on about COVID. Yeah, and that makes sense and, too. And that makes sense. Before lockdown, I was in a hairdresser and a person, another client was in there just talking absolute COVID conspiracy nonsense. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I do. I agree. I feel like I can't listen to another ruined holiday. Va- I, mean, no. I guess we've done all the vaccine conversations, but like, you know, yeah, another ruined holiday, another kind of have you had no. it? No, have you had it? No, oh, you know, yeah. conversation. I mean, no. I can, but I, I don't I, want to. I'm actually, but you know what? I like to talk to my hairdresser about random things or listen to their love life problems or tell yeah. them, about, you know, like I like all or that gossip. Stuff. I don't mind it. I like a gossip. I also do like we do this thing whenever we roast a chicken. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when we're massaging oil into the skin or whatever, we go, be anywhere nice on your holidays <laughs> to the chicken, which is actually, I don't mind that kind of conversation with your hairdresser where you kind of say, you know, you're going anywhere nice, yeah. especially now we can go away again. Yeah. So, you know, ask me those questions. Just don't ask me what I think about the vaccine. Now, um, speaking of hairdressers, if you're in there for a long time, Lisa, sometimes your back can get a bit sore, mm. which brings me to what that hurts, hurts. No. no, because you weren't in the hairdressers, but you poor lamb, you've hurt your back, and how did you do it? I hurt my back, Claire, by getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Welcome to middle age. <laughs> I just, I'm, I mean, I'm not even joking. I literally was just getting out of bed, and it just spasmed. And I had three days of hobbling around, absolute agony. Isn't the back the worst? Back is the worst, I reckon. Absolute worst. I sort of, I think it's partly to do with, you know, having tonsillitis and being sick and coughing a lot. And then I think when you're sick, your body just turns into this jelly mass of (laughs) mashed potato, doesn't it? You just become this pathetic, weak and you haven't been out for walks, and no. so it's, you're just pathetic. Yeah. And then I also blame the cats who make me sleep in it like a pretzel. I um, sleep and like I, a pretzel as well. Yeah, and I obviously had slept weird, got out of bed, and just something just tweaked. Yeah, so I did I was, my back in picking a bike up. So that's I get, right. I get you, I hear you, I know. Yeah. It can be something so dumb as like getting out so of bed, dumb. like turning around to talk to someone and suddenly something goes. And Yeah. Horrible. How are you feeling now, though? Much better, and I did get the good Voltaren mm. um, 
which was lovely. Mm. And Timmy's been giving excellent massages, probably too much information. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And a um, bit of deep heat, bit of Voltar and gel. Oh. Um, gosh, I love deep heat. I know, it's great, isn't it? I wish it didn't smell mm. so bad, though. I like the smell. But I don't um, mind also, it, but then, you know, your house bottles. smells it. Yeah. Mm. Cold, frozen peas, they're good too. Alternate the cold and hot sometimes. I didn't do works. the alternate thing because yeah. it's too cold. Yeah, it's a bit chilly for peas. Chilly, it? too chilly for peas. <laughs> But I'm feeling much better now, thank oh, you. Oh, good. It's horrible. I really, backs are the worst. They're so debilitating. Knees Awful. are pretty bad as well. Actually, I know two yeah. people, three people who've got hips and knees replacement surgery booked in the next little while. Wow. That is, um, that is a sign of getting old. Though. I know. Well, I mean, a couple of them are parentals, parental oh, okay. ages. One of them is someone in the middle. Um, and, yeah, it's just... Um, it is. It's like your body just wears out. Bits of your body can wear out, and your back can. You know, your back's been holding you upright for a long time. It's allowed it to has. have a moment, hasn't it? Yeah, I have. I meant to do that thing where you lean against the wall with your spiky ball yeah. every day. Yeah. And the only time I ever do it is when my back goes out. And I'm sure that if I did do it every day, my back wouldn't go out. But you wouldn't remember to do it unless your back was hurting. That's the problem. That's isn't right. It? They need That's to call the you. They need a service where they just text you and go, "Put your spiky ball against the wall." It's just a text saying spiky balls, Yeah, you know, yeah. once a day. That's all who, I need. Who to. wouldn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and just a final, a new-ish, yes. old-ish segment, because we like to talk mm-hmm. about the same things as you will have gathered by now. Mm-hmm. Um, because we talk about this all the time, we are actually going to make this an absolute bona fide segment. Right. It is called... This is the dawning of the age, age of the air fryer. Of the air fryer. <laughs> age, age of the, the air fryer. fryer. I feel like we are Mike Myers. <laughs> we just can't let go of a joke. Anyway, um, you've had some air fryer adventures this week. And you, I have. And you told me a really good tip, which I'm going to use. All right. Well, first up, I followed your tip on how to do salmon in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. And it was a, the best salmon I've ever eaten. So what it was was to put it upside down on a piece of baking paper so the skin went all crispy, yeah? With I didn't some... actually have any skin. Ah, but anyway. But it was just like cook it for 12 minutes basically. Yeah. And, and put loads of seasoning on yeah, it. Yeah, beautiful. 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 Had it in a pokey bowl. Oh. Um, and then the other thing, I'm going to do tofu in the air fryer this week yes. to put in a curry. Yes. Because I'm always, I get upset when I do a curry with tofu and then the tofu disintegrates. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, Claire, I've been researching it, is I'm going to cut it into cubes, season it, and mm-hmm. put it in the air fryer. And apparently you take it out and shake it every four minutes. So I'll let you know how I go. Ooh. But the other tip that I've just read mm. about tofu in general, Claire, not mm. just air fryer tofu, is what restaurants do apparently is they freeze it first. Wow. I feel and like that's, that's one of those things that... that you should know in your life and that once you know it, it changes your relationship to tofu forever. Yes, and I think that's how how restaurants get that sort of crispy mm. outside, mm. soft inside, is the freezing thing. Yeah, I feel like a little bit of corn flour or some cornstarch or whatever and seasoning in an air fryer will guarantee, with, may, with or without the freezing, the most exquisite tofu of your life and I say that as if I don't like tofu and I'm being facetious but in fact I do like tofu and have you done that with the corn flour uh I did it 
Yes, but I didn't use I didn't use the air fryer, but it worked it worked well. Yes, it does. It's actually cornflour is one of the tips. Mm. Cornflour is the tip, Claire. Mm. Yes, mm. Mm. I'm mm. so on trend. Yeah. Um, right. Well, well, I'll let you know how I go. I'll give you all do. an update next week because I can tell you all just they're on dying. the edge of their seats. No. Edge of their seats. And also they'll probably want to know how to clean up afterwards. Yes. How to clean your air fryer. Oh, God. Sometimes Mm. I wonder. I really I wonder. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's enough for today because I'm sure you're all just, you've had so much you just can't take anymore. Fair enough too. Too much goodness. (laughs) Us as well. We'll see you next week for more of this. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Come to the PDA. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. Yeah, and it's a um, watch some TV and tell us what else to watch so we can talk about it. Yeah, love it. Okay.